Bokathol, we are studying Tehilim, chapter 42. And officially, today we're on the second book of Tehilim, second of five. And again, I don't know who divided the books of Tehilim into five, but I, we have to look it up, honestly. Uh, anyways, we're in, in Armies More today, we actually have an interesting opening. For the chief musician, a contemplation by the sons of Korach. <laughs> As we said in our introduction to Tehilim, it's it, there's a little bit of a of, there's a little bit of a discussion as to who wrote the the, the chapters of Tehilim. To what extent was this all David's work? There's one very uh, more more um, aggressive opinion that says everything was by David, and there are some opinions that say no, it was David did the majority, and then there were other people that were involved. Moshe did some, and that seems to be the position of the Gemara that there were multiple uh, ten authors of, of Tehilim, of various chapters of Tehilim, and they were all maybe compiled by David, or they were compiled by the Anshekinus Tagdola. It's it's so there is a lot of this discussion now today. For a while, we had only been seeing Mizmorim by David. David. Now, today, we have a Mizmor called So, a, a song of contemplation for the sons of Korach. Now, who is Korach from the Torah? Korach was a man in the Torah who rebelled against Moshe. In Sefer Ben Midbar, in Parshat Korach, Right, he stages a rebellion against Moshe. He's part of the same Levi tribe. And he says, why are you? Why are you taking all the power for yourselves? We want some power. We're all holy before God. And he ends up getting uh, swallowed up by the earth. And him, Datan, Datan Aviram. And his 250 followers get burnt in the course of them. Uh, they get burnt alive by, you know, when they were trying to compete with Aaron to do a korban, to do a, to do a ketoret. So we know of Korach, he doesn't seem to be a good character. Now his sons, the Torah tells us, Uvne Korach lo metu. The sons of Korach did not die. And he actually left descendants. And one, one of his descendants was, you know, descendants of Korach? Yes, I don't remember right now. Shemuel Navi. Yes. Shemuel Navi was one of the descendants of Korach. Knew that so somewhere along the line, either, direct, or either the sons of Korach himself or Shemuel or... Some descendant of Korach either wrote this Mizmor or had something to do with this Mizmor. Now, this discussion is an important one. So, I want to read for you today. We're actually maybe not even going to get to the text. I want to read for you the Radak. The Radak yes. is one of the most important commentaries on the Tanakh. He's Rav David Kimhi. He was from, uh, I think he's from, um, from Spain, from northern Spain or southern France, one of those areas. What's the name? Rav David Kimhi. I have to look up where he, where he lived. But he was in the, 14, 1300, in the late 1300s, 1400s, and he was a big follower of Maimonides. He had a very, he had a very Maimonidean outlook on Tanakh. So he's always looking for a way to explain the Tanakh in a more rational way. Again, he, he happens to be one of the, the great commentaries on Tanakh because he has clear language. He writes very clearly, and he gives a lot of information. Okay, so Lamnatzach Maskilib Nekorach. He's going to introduce this whole concept of who these sons of Korach are and what are they doing writing a Mizmor of Tehilim and why are they found here? Shlosha Ayubene Korach. Korach had three sons. Asir ve'elkanav aviasaf. These three that are listed in the Torah. Asir, Elkanah, and aviasaf. Ve'im no markihem chibiru zeh ha-mizmor beruach ha-kodesh uchtavo David besifro. Now if you say 
that Asir El Kana and Aviasaf, the direct sons of Korach, wrote this Mizmor in Ruach HaKodesh, and then David included it in his book, like, which is one opinion about how this thing happened. Uh, and all, like all the Mizmorim that are by the sons of Korach were done in this way. What do you mean? How did they say, how did three people write one song? So they all sang it at the same time? They all just thought of it at the same time? Did they each think of... The father of Shmuel Right, but it's not his direct father, no? Elkanah is the one that went with... He married... Asir Elkanah Aviasab. It is, you're right. What do you mean writing a song? I have to see if it's the same el- el- oh, if it's the same el- Kana as the one in the Torah. What do you mean? It shouldn't be because there is a there is. A, this is after. No, this there, is the same era, no. No, because you had this that Yeshua and then Shofetim. Yes, 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 yes. That was a period of how many years? Maybe a period. Now we're making. We're making I don't know. Go back. <laughs> I don't know. We have to. We have to learn the <laughs> Navi podcast a little bit better. Yeah. What? What do you mean writing a song? This Did, who, who composed this? So we're trying to determine I who composed this Mizmor. Compose and send it from three, the, and the it was kept. That no, they would write it down. And it was now. kept. It was no, kept. Oh, they're not so. It's not. It's only a few generations. Even from David to Moshe was. No, you from, mean they, they were singing. It's three hundred generations. Three hundred years. They no, not the song. The poem. They only the poem. The poem. Yeah, the, the music they would apply to it in the Mikdash. Okay. How did they all three of them say these Mizmorim together? Now, I don't honestly don't see that as, see that as such a difficult question. Like, you have co-writers three, for a book. Three brothers also. Know? Three brothers could compose a song. They sit down together and they compose a song. So it's not the biggest question. But I'm showing you the Radha because I want you to see the whole discussion on the authorship, authorship of the Mizmorim. So maybe the answer is that when it says that the sons of Korach wrote the Mizmorim, it means that one of them wrote the Mizmor. Which is also... Okay. Then Tom Lizah, Pirush said, this one also doesn't make any sense. He's shooting them down. If, if so, then tell us the name of the person who did it. Tell us... Why is it so Okay. And then there's one opinion that quotes to Ibn Ezra who says that it's actually Heman, the nephew of Shemuel Hanavi, who was a descendant of uh, Korach, who wrote all these Mizmorim. So this guy Heman wrote the Mizmorim. So why, does, why is it telling us if it's the grandson, let's say, of Shemuel who wrote this? Because that would be in the same generation of David. So it would make sense that they would co-author a book of Tehillim. So if it's the grandson of Shimuel wrote it, then why is it connecting? It's saying Lam Nasiach Livne Korach and not Lam Nasiach Livne Shimuel. Shimuel is a much greater character than Korach. Korach was a stained character. For sure. So maybe you could say that David actually wrote this, even this Mizmor, the Ruach HaKodesh. Untanam Livne Korach Hamshorerim Animsaim Bismanol Shorerotan. And who were the sons of Korach? Korach was a Levi. And in the Mikdash, there were descendants of Korach who were singers in the Mikdash. Correct. That they would sing. The and they didn't, they didn't write the Mizmor. David wrote the Mizmor, but who sang it in the Mikdash? He was the, le- the-, the sons of Korach. So that's another interpretation that Radak is bringing, nice. which is very, it's very nice. Yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. 
And because the sons of Korach were Nevi'im, this is attributed to, their, to, their, to them as ancestors. And it's, and it's just saying to, to, to be uh, brief. And now, what about the content of the news? So we have all these possible interpretations of the authorship, either it's the sons of Korach directly, maybe it's one of them, maybe it's Heman, the grandson of Shemuel, maybe it's David, and he just gave it to them to sing. What's the content of these Mizmor? Now we're going to see the Mizmor seems to be talking about exile. Seems to be talking about exile. So when did we get exiled? Uh, after Bait Rishon, yes. earliest yes. after Bait Rishon. Yes. Which would be uh, 400 years after David's reign. So, what could it be referring to? So, he says, per- possibly, this is talking about ben Pilishtim, when David had to run away to the Pilishtim, which ironically is where we are right now in the Navi yes, podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Okay? So, this is when David had to run away from the Pilishtim. But there is an opinion that says it's actually based on our Galut. What is he talking about when he says our Galut? We are, we are now. What we're in right now, meaning the Galut of Bait Sheni. The Galut that when, we, when we, the second temple was destroyed, where we are right now, which means that this Mizmor this could This Mizmor is all Ruach HaKodesh and Nevoah. Talking about the, the Galut in the future. Wow. And Radak says, and that's, that's correct. And when you read it, you could tell that the, the Mizmor does seem to be talking about a real Galut. It, it seems to be spoken, uh, the, the Mizmor seems to be the words of someone who is wishing to see the Mikdash. Now it's, it's hard to make the case that David wrote that, or that, that David's talking about himself in exile in the Pelishim because he's talking about the Bet HaMikdash. He never even saw the Bet HaMikdash. Okay? So... He, never, he couldn't build it. He's some build it. Yeah. Now, why is the Mizmor speaking about... Why is it in, first, in, a, in singular form? Because it's like everybody in the Galut is thinking this. Okay. Now, that was an introduction. I thought it was valuable. Let's read a few Pelishim. Try to get through at least half of it. Um, and it's good to fill in some of these like historical things about the Mizmorim. Now, so every time we see, from, this is, there look, there are a lot of Mizmorim that are Libne Korach. What? This is for the time of Mashiach. Right, this Mizmor is going. And by the way, I think we read this Mizmor on Sukkot. I think yes. that's it. See when we read. I think yes, we read yes, it on yes, Sukkot. Yes, 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 okay. La Matzach Maski Libne Korach for chief musician, a contemplation by the sons of Korach. Again, either the sons of Korach wrote it, or the grandson of Shimuel wrote it, or Korach's. Uh, descendants sang it in the Mikdash and yes. David wrote it. Ke ayal ta'arog ken nafshi ta'arog Elohim. This is a beautiful pasuk. Listen to the beauty of this pasuk. Like a deer longs for water on the brooks of water, ken nafshi ta'arog Elohim. So my soul longs for you, Hashem. So the, the back story is that there is this type of deer that's a desert deer. That one of the biggest concerns because they live in the desert is that they're always looking for water. Now, the Radak points out that it's not like food where you could last a week without food. Water, you need, you need things. So it's using the, the metaphor of water because it's so much more in need, right? It's like uh, the same way I need air, right? I need, so we need Hashem the way we need water. Okay? My soul thirsts for God to the living God. When can I come and see the face of the God? Face of God. Who is it? What, is it? what does it sound like when he's saying, when can I come and see the face of God? It sounds like, again, it sounds like he's talking about a time when he's wishing to go see the Bet HaMikdash. Now, you could make the claim, honestly, knowing or having our knowledge in the Navi, that, that Radak's other opinion also makes sense here. That this is when he went to the Pilishtim. 
Because what did he say to Shaul when he was telling Shaul that you're, uh, you're causing me to have to run away from Israel? He said, Shaul, because you're chasing me, you're causing me to have to run away from Israel, and now I'm going to serve other gods. Meaning I'm going to be in you're places push, where you're they... Push, you're, pushing you're pushing me away from Hashem. He says that explicitly yes. in the Nas. Yes. Yes. So that could also be here. My, my tears were like bread. Day and night. When they say to me all day long, where's your God? So he has his enemies who are taunting him and saying, where's your God? Because in their Why mindset, in the mindset of the Goyim, if your God does not show up, it means your God either died or forsake you or things like that. So, so, so where's your God? And he says, my tears were like my bread. What does that mean? What does it mean my tears are like my bread? It means I, I'm crying so a lot. Much. So much that he's, that he's the same like, way I eat bread twice a day, I was crying twice a day, right? Uh, if you look in the Radak, he says, it shows you that he was crying at least twice a day because you eat bread twice a day. And those days, they didn't have breakfast. They just had two, two meals. Okay? Or they didn't have dinner, probably. Okay. Pasuk 5. These things I remember and I pour out my soul when I used to go with the throng of people, we would go in the procession with them, we would walk with them to the house of God. And how would we go? We were singing, we were singing and we were thinking, and we were being, uh, we were in festivities. So he's describing, this really sounds like he's describing Ali Alar again. <laughs> When they go up to the Mikdash. Again, this Mizmo really does sound like it's written by people in the Galut. Okay? Why, my soul, are you stooped over? My soul is like stooped over within me. And it's sighing. It's crying. It's sad. Because it's remembering the times when you used to go in the joyful procession to the Mikdash. So I remember that and my soul is hunched over and it's sad and it's crying. Have hope in Hashem, for I will once again thank Him. Because His face is, is uh, salvation, because He brings salvation. His presence is salvation. But He's talking about the Mikdash here, but He never went to the Mikdash. That, that's why we're saying that this could ah, be a Mizmor okay. of Nebuah about a future Galut, uh, how much they're crying about missing going to the Mikdash with the throngs of joyful people. Okay? And he's talking to his own soul. He's saying, you're so, my soul, you're so punched over and sad. Why? There's going to be a time when we can go back and thank Hashem and have these festivities Don't again. Don't worry. My, my God, my soul is stooped over. Therefore, Thus, I recall those times when I could come to the Mikdash. I'm recalling them when I would come from the lands of the Jordan, when I would come from the Khermon, which is all the way in the north, and the Mount. from Mount Mitzar. I remember all these times when we used to come from all these far distant places to thank you. Tehom, el tehom, korele, kol tzinorecha, kol mishparecha, begalecha, alay avaru. This is a difficult pasuk. It's something like my... Um, my the difficulties are like they're as abundant as the deep waters calling to all of your waterways and what's going on 
the breakers and the waves, like the, the waves are crashing upon me. He's described, it's, I don't know exactly how to translate the Pasuk, but he's saying the difficulties that I'm experiencing he's are like, like, like all of the waters of the earth are falling upon me at the same time. But listen to how uh, the hope that he leaves in this Mizmor. Yomam Adonai Hasto. Despite the fact that the waters of, of, uh, of sadness and of destruction are falling upon me, the Lord Hashem commands His kindness by day, and at night His song remains with me. Meaning I see His kindness in the day, and I sing about it at night. A prayer to the Almighty Hashem. I say to Hashem, you are my rock. Why have you forgotten me? Why should I walk over hunched with the pressure of the enemy? I feel that they've murdered me in my bones. My foes have ridiculed me. And they're telling me all the time, Where's your God? Why my soul? Now he's speaking back to his soul. Why my soul? Are you stooped over? Why are you crying within me? Have hope in God, for once again you will thank Him. My salvation, the salvation of, of me by my God. So the Mizmor is a, is a sad Mizmor actually. It's a Mizmor that talks about a time in which someone is wishing to be able to go back and visit God. A time when the enemies are talking about Him and ridiculing Him for the fact that His God seems to be absent. But there is a line of hope. That he says Always. that in the, in the days God commands his kindness upon me and I sing his song at night. Now it doesn't seem like that's necessarily only when things are good. It seems yes. like even, even, when, even he, when times are bad, I the author of the Mizmor recognizes that the, the chesed of God is with him. And he sings the song at night. Now he's very sad and he talks to his soul. And the, the line of hope at the end is don't be so sad and don't hunch over my soul. Because there will be another time when we will thank God and we will have those joyful experiences Amen. of going and seeing His presence again. Amen. Again, finally, this means more. Again, it could be when David is hiding amongst the Pelishtim or it could be a nevuah about a future time in, the, in the galut that we are in today. Baruch Amen. Amen. Amen.